0: Playground Summer Million is the must-play poker event of the season featuring 10 championship ring events, $1 million in guaranteed prize pools, and a $500,000 guaranteed main event. Don't miss it. Located just over the Mercier Bridge in only minutes from downtown Montreal. Playground.
1: This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank.
0: the drive-by podcast is brought to you by own space angela price is here and we're already drinking wine what's going on here mm-hmm. how Cheers. are you nice to see you nice
1: to see you thanks
0: for being on the drive-by
1: yeah happy to be here
0: i love the fact that i think it is a compliment that you're in the middle of probably one of the biggest moves of your life but you still found some time to come here on the podcast that means a lot to me i know we write Back and forth and we're on the same page for a lot of stuff that we might not necessarily discuss. And so it's nice that you committed and that you're here today.
1: I forgot to pick up my daughter from school yesterday, <laughs> but I made it to the podcast on time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. How do you forget um, to pick up your daughter I from just school?
1: Got the schedule mixed up. You she used to have activities after school on Tuesday and then I get the call being like, Oh, I'm here with Live. Is someone coming to pick her up? I'm like, Oh my gosh. It's her event, her event now is on Wednesdays, not Tuesdays. And I mean, we're packing, work, stuff is crazy. It's just...
0: You're handling your, you're, you're an entrepreneur, you have your yes. own business, you're handling your, your career, you have three kids, you're the wife of, uh, needs no introduction, of course, probably you're the first family of, of <laughs> Quebec, right? First hockey family of mm-hmm. Quebec. Carry, of course. So this is a busy schedule that you have, but somehow you manage to, to handle it. I see your your Instagrams through your social media all the time. You've got it all figured out. It, at least it seems. I it's like controlled. It, yeah. It's like controlled demolition, right?
1: Yeah, it is. Though I that's definitely my personality. Always has been. I have to have multiple balls in the air. I am a busy bee. Probably a bit of an ADD there. Um, but that's just perfectionist. How, yeah, definitely. No. That's just that's just me in a nutshell. So
0: you're moving a couple of months ago you stunned everybody shouldn't
1: have been like a stun i had been talking about it for almost a year but that happens every every so often something on my social media just clicks and people grab that and run with it but everyone else all my followers been like you've been talking about this you've been kind
0: of hinting about it right so i that's the thing because i remember mentioning to some people no actually she's she hinted a few times but you know then what happens is having been somebody that that worked in the mainstream media for 30 years but not anymore, they pick it up and they turn it into this big thing, right? Because now it's like the Price family is leaving! (laughs) They're leaving town and they're moving, and yeah, so it becomes uh, dramatic, of course. They turn everything into, it becomes like a soap opera. Do you feel like sometimes you're living you know, for you it's real life, and you're you're as I said, you're a mom, you're a wife, a entrepreneur. But it feels does it feel sometimes that the cameras are always rolling, like they are now, but they're always <laughs> rolling when they're not supposed to be rolling.
1: You know, not really. I think me and Carrie are both like this, that we don't, like, we're not listening to local news. We're not really watching any mainstream media or news in our house. And I, I, since high school, get in trouble because I'm so in my own lane. I don't know the drama going on around me. I don't know who's dating who, who's talking about what. I am so bad at that, actually, to a fault that it's really easy just to live our lives even in uh, Montreal when there seems to be a lot of people talking about you.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people, that's what people do, and especially, and I'm sure we'll get into it, in this province, it's a special place. Yeah, And special in a good way, and special Mm -hmm. sometimes in a negative way where everything becomes rumor and conversation and chat, and you really have to remain as the person sometimes at the center of it, focused on Mm -hmm. what the task at hand is, which is, as I said, you have family first. That's everything to you.
1: It has um, definitely been I've had my ch- challenges finding my place within that, yeah. and then just accepting that within this lifestyle, that's kind of a burden that comes along with it. Yeah. And I have strangely went from it bugging me to now almost like it feels my fire, and I, a sick part of me kind of likes likes it. Likes when people talk crap about me. Yeah
0: me, <laughs> me too.: <I> feel like <laughs> Well, you know what that is? That's maturity.
1: Yeah, maybe because
0: when we're younger it's we don't understand it right and we're just getting used to it and you're you're under the microscope yeah and you don't know how to deal with it then you get older than, and now you start effing around with it a bit Yeah, you know? like if my
1: comment section is too nice i'm like oh i got to yeah. mix things you up do a little bit here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you're coming across way too nice so okay so a few months ago you make this announcement mm-hmm. that you're selling the family home yes. in in candiac which is a great area oh, we love in the it. south shore you 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 we always see you on instagram hanging with the neighbors mm-hmm. uh carrie taking shots on um neighbor his kids. neighbor's uh kid yeah. and his crocs and uh, we'll <laughs> talk about that later and uh and so this is a big move for you guys personally having done it myself four times crossing the country and moving for my career i understand the level of it's just a massive move to move across the country, and especially for the kids. It's a different story when you're adding three kids to that mix. Yeah. And so where are we at in terms of, okay, because I think the fans, the people that follow you, whether they're hockey fans or not, the people that are influenced by you, even though I hate the word influencer, <laughs> you know. but you are, right? You influence many people on your Instagram. We're So you're moving in a couple of weeks this we month? In, yeah, okay. at the end of the month. And what does that mean, Angela? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something here, because they're going to say you didn't ask the question. So like, so this means what now? So the the house is on the market. Yep. You're moving. You built a home in a beautiful home in Kelowna. Kelowna yep. Don't show up at the prices. They, they're they nice people, but they don't want to see you. Okay. <laughs> they, they, leave them alone. And you're moving over there. And what does that mean in terms of because the team hasn't made an announcement, right. but you did. Right. But before you made this announcement, did you speak to Obviously your husband about it. And how did you go about that?
1: Um, it's always the plan is to get back to BC all of our families over there as much as we have Really loved our time in Montreal and it's home, especially our little neighborhood um, That was always the plan and it got to the point where if Carrie is done playing we want to make the move sooner than later because the kids are only getting older the moves only gonna get harder mm-hmm. uh, So we did make the decision he can continue his training in his rehab in Kelowna and then we will um, often come back to Montreal. We have many plans to come back, back to Montreal. Um, it's not like a goodbye forever, but the kids need to start their lives in Kelowna and kind of be grounded in one place, I think. Um, and the sooner we did that and make that move the, the best, um, it is really difficult for us as a whole family, especially the kids who don't necessarily understand why we have to leave their friends and why Daddy's done playing hockey for right now, or why so and so's dad right is, now, right. Yeah, <laughs> so and so's dad <laughs> is playing at the games, but her yeah. dad's not. It's it's yeah. it's hard and dealing with it in Montreal and, and making the announcement that we're moving kind of added another level to that. Like the other day, I posted that we were packing in a fan responded saying how insensitive that was to me that I'm just talking openly about us moving. Um and that's hard too because I'm dealing with five really strong emotions about moving at home. I can't carry the whole city's emotions on my shoulders no. about that too. Um but we did Carrie and I did have a discussion about it we did talk to the team about it beforehand they appreciated the heads up before we put the house on the market that we let them know and uh, i think i think we're doing it the right way and like i said we will me and carrie both will be back in montreal lots he's gonna um be here for training camp i'm coming back during training camp as well for work uh, he's gonna bring the girls out to see their friends. It's not a good So he is for coming
0: her. back for trading camp. You're gonna be back with your business yeah. which I wanna talk about coming up in a bit. Yes. Because that's very interesting what you're doing with that. So it's not it's not goodbye.
1: No, it's people not. need to stop freaking and out. And I know it's big that we're selling our house but it just the kids. Like we have to yeah. we need something stable for the kids and maybe do we maybe mean care get something downtown. Um, for when we come into town But the kids aren't going to be Like we're not going to pull the kids out of school To we'll be coming during the winter But me and Carrie will be here
0: Yeah You're, Obviously your kids oh, What of your your eldest I think is um, In gr- Would she be in grade She'll one? She'll be going into grade two G- Grade two Yeah And then the other kids are in-
1: Yeah one starting kindergarten And then the, okay. our little man is preschool
0: So it's actually a good time To make the move
1: It, it was a good time to make yeah. the move And all, all kid based Yeah and That decision
0: We were talking about it When we um, we first sat down here on the couch, right behind Angela, right here, we were chatting. Then I was like, you know what? We may as well start the podcast because this is this is interesting. I don't know if the podcast will be as interesting as our behind the scenes, but we were talking about how what it comes down to, and when people are asked, I know this might sound morbid, on their deathbed, years in the future, in their eighties, in their nineties, some who live even longer the first thing they say is how they should have spent less time worrying about work less time worrying about their employer more time focused on the family and what i find with you guys that you know you definitely got this right many things right many things right is you you focus on the family and that's that's what it's all about and as important as fans are people that support you loyalists people who are on your side Everything you do at the end of the day is for your family. You're Absolutely. doing this. That's what people need to understand. They're doing this because this is what's best for you mm-hmm. and Carrie and your family. Not for what's best for Montreal. Yeah. Okay? Now, obviously, as Montrealers and people who are fans of this historic hockey team, you know, we're like sad and we want to hear something. We're, Frank, ask her something. <laughs> Tell her something. You know.
1: We're sad too, Of course though. you're sad. We are very sad.
0: You're sad. You must be because yeah. it's a big move. And okay, so how many... You moved, so you got married 10 years ago? Yeah. About 10 years yeah, ago? Yeah, this is 10 years And I remember that. I remember when, it's wild, like from the <laughs> beginning when 2005, I think, Kerry was drafted. Yeah. And, and then he was still playing in Hamilton, and he won the Calder Cup there. Yeah. And then you came into the picture. I want to talk about that. So you're going back to Kelowna because BC is special. That's, he's from Anaheim Lake. Yep. You're from the Tri-Cities area. He played for the Tri-Cities Americans. That's correct. And so that's where you guys met. Yep. How did that start? How did that, I'm curious about, because you never get asked these questions, and I want to know, not that I'm TMZ or Gossip Frank or anything like that, but I want to know how it happened for you guys. I'm
1: kind of embarrassed about this story, because um, I'm from Tri-Cities, there's the Tri-City Americans there, and I had probably about four girlfriends in high school who dated the hockey players. (laughs) i made fun of them so much yeah. called them hockey pucks i'm not they try to get us to go to the games i'm not going to the game i'm not you were
0: against it i was you're like i'm not marrying a hockey player against it yeah you um, were like this is tacky
1: yeah like yeah. you, you know, were too cool for that yeah, yeah i i thought so <laughs> um <laughs> and then i went off to college with one of my girlfriends who was dating a hockey player always trying to get me to go back it's about two hour drive where i went to university to back to tri cities always trying to get me to go home for with her to go the hockey game because she had no one else to go with everyone else had broken up by that point i'm again against it but my boyfriend was back home at the time so i'd go with her but never go to the games um fast forward a few months into college i'm on the phone breaking up with my boyfriend on the (laughs) patio and her name's lauren peeks out she's like when you get done Wrap it up, because there's a guy I'm talking to on MSN Messenger who wants to talk to you. MSN I just, I know, Messenger, just, just wow, me. that's amazing. Um, so we finished breaking up. I go in and get on MSN Messenger, and it's Carrie. Uh, we start talking, and that's I went to, started going to hockey games, and yeah. it became everything. You
0: had no idea who he was?
1: No idea. So okay. the first hockey game we went to, we went home that weekend to go to the game, and then we were going to meet for dinner after. And he lets in a bunch of goals, gets pulled... I, you couldn't tell me that doesn't happen every night. Like, yeah, I have no like, idea. This must happen all the time. <laughs> yeah. I had, I was really oblivious. It's yeah. embarrassing. Um, and then I really, that kind of went off and on. We kind of talked and started dating. And I really had no idea until, it was funny, I was getting my nails done at a nail salon. They have the TV going. And they talk about, like, a top prospect, Carrie Price. I'm like,
0: that's my boyfriend.
1: Yeah, I'm like, hey. <laughs> And then I remember going home and telling my mom, like, oh, I think, I think Carrie's kind of, like, a big deal with hockey. She's like, oh, they all think that. I'm like, no, like, I really... I
0: think he's special.
1: Yeah. And I still, I probably still, to this day, don't comprehend him and his career. Mm -hmm. I probably, as someone who doesn't know hockey, didn't grow up with hockey, um, when he got drafted, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I didn't know what fifth overall, like, I mean, I like sports, but I didn't follow it to that detail where I know that that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of embarrassing, but I think that's probably a lot of the reason we worked out and, um, kind of set the tone for my role within his life and his career, I think. Yeah,
0: And I think that makes you even more, and I don't mean this in in a negative way, want to separate also yourself and your career from him. Right. Because we were talking about this earlier when you first arrived here on the couch, how, sometimes you never want to be known and my wife went through this in a very smaller way it's like oh it's always you're i'm frank's wife yeah but i'm not i'm more than that right but people might treat you differently and then oh wait a minute that's carrie's wife now they start treating you differently so i was it did you make more of a conscious effort to realize at that point that for you to do what you wanted to accomplish in life and your goals you had to You know what I mean? Like, kind of like say, no, I'm my own person here. Yeah, he's my husband, but uh, I didn't even know he was a hockey player, (laughs) all right? That's his business, but I have my own shit to deal with.
1: Um, I don't think it was as calculated as it probably comes off. I think I was always like uh, really work-oriented, always a hard Mm -hmm. worker. I came to, I went to university, then had a job. I thought I was starting my career. I mean, Carrie had a lot of off and on, so we got back together and he's like, you got to move to Montreal if we're going to make this work. So I moved to Montreal, and for the first time in my life, it's a blank slate. So I'm not working. I don't, I mean, he's helping me financially. I don't have to stress about that, Um, which sounds wonderful, and it was. I read books all, I've read every book on his bookshelf. I just, like, discovered the city, had fun, but that was fun for, like, four months. Yeah. And then I really started to dislike my time here in Montreal. I think my bags are packed about every week. Um, I was kind of leaning on the other wives and girlfriends on the team. And I found that a lot of them take their husband's career and make it their dream. And they kind of have a partnership within their husband or their boyfriend in their hockey career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I kind of looked towards that. But in all honesty, that wasn't even an option for me. Carrie didn't need his dream to be my dream. If anything, I think his dad is his partner in his hockey career. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like, oh, like, what am I gonna do then? And I needed something to ground me. I needed something, that's when I was like, okay, I have to find something, I can't just not work all day. And mm-hmm. we got a dog and that was good for a month. And yeah. <laughs> um, so then I was like, well, what are things I've always wanted to do? So I found Concordia University, they have a continuing education program and I did their photography and their graphic design and got into coding. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Nice. I really, I think I discovered a creative side of me that I didn't know was there. And then through that, started blogging to take those skills and to keep my family back home, friends back home, up to date on what's going on in Montreal, kind of my life here. And then from that, Hockey Wives came, which is the reality show docu-series two, I did. Yeah, right? season the second two. Season. Yeah. Um, And from that, I started a public Instagram. And then from that, the Canadians reached out to me and was like, oh, will you design some items for our kids club? Sure. Design some socks and bibs. Fun. Uh, Came back to me and Julie the next season. Like, you know, our our women's line is really um, slacking in sales compared to our men's. Can you guys design a couple pieces and really... Um, help us try to build up those cells and I think they were hoping we were just take some items and put our name on it and give them free publicity but I think little did they know me and Julie walking with this whole plan we're picking on the fabric the fit yeah and the, even like the photos used to market this and
0: you weren't messing around no. You're like we're business I don't, people I don't here. think they were expecting yeah. that
1: um, but we did it and it went amazing and fast forward to a couple years later we had like a men's women's and children's line um that was just blowing up and um and that's where
0: line change started yeah you never thought that you were gonna stick to let's say the hockey theme or in the hockey world it just happened like that but you are a I don't know if this is even a bad word, fashionista. Yeah. You are somebody that I you know, you're posting. My wife follows you. Yeah. <laughs> they all, so many people that are even non-hockey fans follow you to see what you're going to post next because you get it. Yeah. And you have fashion sense.
1: I, I love clothes. So yeah. that was when they asked us to design a piece, I'm like, oh, I've been dreaming of this day. Let me tell you everything you're doing wrong and how I do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so during this time with Julie that we are essentially living the dream in montreal you're there with your best friend you have found a passion project you love but like with anyone in the hockey world you start thinking well one of us is gonna get traded like it has to happen this we can't continue this forever you lasted pretty long i mean we're very lucky with how long we lasted it was really a dream um so we had started having the conversations with the marketing department with the canadians about what do we do when one of us gets traded do the other continue do we just say, oh, it's over, like, all that work for nothing. Um, I, we, me and Julie really felt strongly that, that was both of us together within the design and our promotion of it that was mm-hmm. um, the su- success behind it. So as we're having this conversation, we're getting messages from wives across the league and fans across the league saying, hey, can you make these items for our teams? And there's a lot of logistics and politics that go behind Trademarks using logos. And, yeah. Yeah. So we're like, oh, can we? And we hoot and hawed about it for about a year and a half, until finally, um, I remember sitting on Julie's couch, and I even still have the notebook I was writing on, like, we're doing it. And that's when we decided, okay, like, let's go, let's do this, and then four months into it, COVID hit.
0: And the world changed. Yeah, and yeah.
1: I, we kept, tr- kept going, because mm. it was two weeks to flatten the curve, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna be back in Montreal in no time, right?
0: I'm glad she mentioned it before me. I wasn't (laughs) going to talk about any of this stuff. Keep talking about light change. (laughs) We might rewind. Um, It did change though. Yeah. And as a business owner and you were both. Partners in your business This was uh, Huge Yeah of course What do we do now
1: So I mean we Things were in motion So we're like I guess we keep going Like who knows When the world's going to come back And we're going to be back in the rinks So we start contacting teams Because that's how we do it We go in through wholesale And teams have to pick up Agree to pick up our line And everyone's saying Oh we had no fans We don't know when we're going to have fans again Like our stock's full Luckily we had A handful of teams Kind of see the vision And take a risk on us Mm -hmm. And COVID actually ended up being so good for line change. I heard this analogy the other day and it really spoke to me. So like Fanatics, Adidas, Reeboks, think of them as like these big cargo ships on the ocean. Like they're massive, no one's taking them down, you're not going to compete. But we're this like little tiny speedboat, like chugging along. What's good about us is something like COVID comes up, we can change courses. We can pivot in a way that the big cargo ships can't. And we took advantage of that, and I think we ended up filling a need—or yeah, filling a need that the teams had that we didn't realize. And I don't think the teams realized they needed that. And so that's today, kind of how the blueprint of our company—we're filling that need that those these big companies can't do. And yeah. I think COVID is a big reason of uh, behind the success of Line Change so far.
0: And what I like about Line Change, even though I still didn't get a shirt. Oh, uh, but I guess I gotta just, I told Julie I gotta buy them. Okay, yeah, no problem. I, mean, I guess I'll purchase well, it. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll
0: wear it during the podcast. We're mostly
1: women's, I'm US not sex. cheap, I'll
0: pay. No, no, you have unisex, we right? We have unisex. Yeah. So no, because so I see Carrie wearing it. What I like, <laughs> It's so embarrassed. Uh, that's the Italian I'm so speaking. Bad. Where's, my, where's my hoodie? And that's a big, yeah. I do these
1: things and I always forget to bring <laughs> No, i no. no the worst.
0: No, uh, what I was gonna say is, what I like about line change is it's different. You know, you're not necessarily the product let's say you go into the, the hab store tricolor or whatever mm-hmm. which i think sells your stuff yep. your stuff stands out it's not the typical i'm not just saying this also to, to get you you know yeah. to, just for the hell of saying it i mean it it's just cool where you know, that, like that was, it,
1: that's the point of line change it's like it's not in your face like yeah. the
0: you know the logo is there like we know what the logo is yours is not about that yeah
1: we want something as women when we were going in the, the team stores we're gravitating towards just like the kind of washed out men's shirts yeah. that's what we'd buy and uh we wanted something we can wear to the game but then wear to the bar after yeah cool yeah like just yeah. i don't want to wear a jersey to no. the bar and be like a super fan. I just want exactly. something understated, cool <laughs> represents your
0: team. <laughs> and that you know that and that's the thing is as you get older and as you you know learn things in life you realize uh, being a fan sometimes is a fans are I'm not putting down fans but nope. it's it's cooler to be a little inconspicuous and a little you know like yeah I'm a fan but I'm not like you know I'm wearing the cap and the jersey and the socks and the, everything is the team, yeah. right? And you want to be a fan but you don't want to be fanatical and i find that your stuff is very unobtrusive it's kind of there you know and it's cool i mean it's it's like like the
1: stuff that like you said like carrie wants to wear as like a player like he doesn't want to walk around with like a jersey either exactly like understated cool but really comfortable like the fabrics and stuff mean a ton to us and
0: and you're on so now you're 19
1: teams we're in 19 teams for this 2023 year um, we're growing. We'll have a fun announcement over a line change in a couple weeks.
0: I know what it is, but I can't say. <laughs> this is huge. Can I say it's huge?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's huge it's for massive. Us, yeah. Oh yeah. And special
0: And I'll just leave it at yeah. that.
1: It's it's a very exciting. It's, for it's us. massive.
0: When you told me the first thing I asked Angela is, "Can we mention it on the podcast?" She was like, "No, I'm going to mention it on <laughs> yeah. my Instagram live with Julie." And I thought, okay, <laughs> that's a good point. What I also wanted to tell you from the start. And it's, I think, the reason why you connect with women as well that are not even fans of hockey and Mm -hmm. follow you for your influence. even though, as I said, I hate the word influencer. But it's because you're real. You're willing to put yourself out there, whether it's for line change, whether it's your other opinions. And your husband is very much that way. You're not afraid to speak at the right time. It's not like you're always there every single week saying something. When you say, you make a big statement. You're not afraid to make those statements have you always been this way? I take you as a very, you're a very strong person, strong-willed, strong-minded person, but did something change? Did Montreal change you, did Quebec change you, that made you a bit like, no, you know what, I'm Angela Price, and uh, I'm gonna tell you what I think today and right now, and too bad if you don't like it.
1: I think, I've changed a bit. I've always been very curious. I really love that in me, actually. I've never been, um actually our coworker in a meeting said this about me and julie the other day that we're not know-it-alls we're learn-it-alls yeah that's true yeah i love that um i'm just curious i always want to ask questions and then when you get to a subject where people are like no you can't ask those questions that really like well we definitely need to ask these questions then Mm -hmm. and i think to be honest a lot of my younger adult life i was surrounded by people who agreed with me had the same opinion of me or as me um, and then I come to a place like Quebec where I feel maybe a little more like a black sheep here in my views, and it took a minute for me to find the, my voice, I think, and I think it took a lot of being comfortable in my own skin and really understanding better... Okay, I hear another analogy. I heard this, that when people pick up their phones, so watch me on Instagram. The first thing you see when you pick up your phone is your reflection of yourself. And then through that, you're watching what I'm doing and creating your judgments and stuff. And I've come to really learn that and understand that, yes, they are viewing me, but with their own filter that's making them think maybe different things. And I think that really sticks out to me too because I was, in turn, be able to see that in myself. Like if I'm pulling up someone on social media who, oh, she bugs me. Why does she bug me? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, because yeah. I think she's like smarter than me or prettier than me. You know, it's my own insecurities.
0: It's our own insecurities. Yeah, for so sure, that's,
1: yeah. I had to accept and acknowledge and not just say it, but feel it that that's people who are criticizing me. They're They're experiencing that. Mm-hmm. And so I think when I understood that that's when I felt more confident to speak up and I'm never like this is how I think this is how you should think I'm always like this is interesting or this is something I like that I'm supporting I am mentally very flexible I like to say I am NOT I don't I think it's great that we all think differently I mean that's how we get better like how shitty would it be if we all thought the same thing and no exactly. one would get any better nothing mm-hmm. would get any better I think it's awesome when people question things and at the end of the day, I like I like talking about clothes. I like talking about the hockey life. But it, it's a little more fulfilling to talk about more important things once in a while. And I don't want to stand up on my soapbox every day. And a lot of people, when I get a little more political or Um, really stuck on a certain point. They're like, well, I have to, I'm going to, like, I still like you. People are great. They're like, I still like you, but I need to unfollow. I'm like, I totally get it. Like, sometimes it's too much and I have to unfollow. I don't, like, I don't watch the news for a reason. Like, I need to unplug from that. Um, So a lot of people are really respectful. Some people aren't. uh, But it doesn't, I found that now that I'm really more comfortable with myself and my idea of where other people are coming from, I feel... Confident, speaking up a little more. Sorry, I, I, I went on a tangent there.
0: <laughs> no, no, not at all. I love the fact you you speak. Yeah, and not everybody likes to speak. Not yeah. a, meaning some people are more they hold back, and I like the fact that you're. I think you're comfortable, and yeah. and we could talk about anything. So, what advice would you have then to as you depart for Kelowna? But even though your your husband is still part of the organization, still has three years on this contract, mm-hmm. and all that. Any advice you have for up and coming spouses and partners for how to handle Montreal and how to handle Quebec. And there's this very unique part of the country, especially in the hockey world. Yeah. And and if they do wanna branch out and do their own thing, which they should, like you did, Mm -hmm. any advice?
1: I should have, I, so we have a group message for all the wives and girlfriends with just like daily stuff. Oh, like, we're going to go grab a drink. Do you want to come or this and that? And I had left that message, but before I left, I had sent my, like a goodbye with like all my advice from my experience and I should have saved that. (laughs) Um, What, you would have read it? (laughs) (laughs) But it's, I felt at the end, like thinking that maybe this is the end, like looking back it's funny about maybe, like, the things I'm going to miss, like, some the special treatment we got sometimes was fantastic, like, go we'll meet that, I feel like we were coddled here, um, there's just so many things where your brain goes, but I keep going back to, like, did I do enough, did I treat the people at the rink kindly, I mean, the people at the rink are amazing, like, from the first day I showed up, like, my maiden, like, hi, Miss Weber, like, I, that that's like the thing that's replaying in my mind and that's what I told the girls I'm like it seems so insignificant you think maybe you're going to be here for three years and then next thing you know you're here for 15 you never know and to take if you go in with an open mind there's going to be opportunities that arise from being in this world they're just that's the luxury of it and to take advantage of that and not I think I held back maybe a little bit in the beginning because when you're married to someone or a boyfriend or girlfriend to someone who is succeeding at such a high level, it's really easy to feel insignificant in everything you do, which is too bad. Um, and it shouldn't be that way, but I think it's just, I think it's human nature maybe to feel like that. Um, so my advice was to put that aside. And even for me, I mean, with my blog, I get to a point where I'm like making six figures. like I and any other setting that's like hugely successful i should be that's super huge. proud yeah. but it still felt very insignificant i felt like i still couldn't get like help with the kids like it should still be my responsibility even though i want to spend more time doing this like it's still like being stuck in a role that i think maybe not society but this hockey world kind of wants to put you in yeah Um, not being scared to step out of that, I guess.
0: We'll be back with episode 118 of the Drive-By Podcast with Angela Price. But first up, this episode is sponsored by Playground. Experience the world-renowned poker room with free food and drinks at your cash game tables, a bad beat jackpot that is well over $1.8 million. At the time I'm mentioning this, weekly promotions daily tournaments, and unmatched customer service. Why play anywhere else? Located just over the Mercier Bridge, and only minutes from downtown Montreal. It's Playground. Now back to episode 118 of the Drive-By Podcast. In Italian, we say it's pesante, which means it's heavy. This yeah. hockey world, it really is. It is. And, and I changed my perspective on how I see hockey families and hockey players, athletes in general, from my years of You know, being on the radio and meeting a lot of these players and hanging out with them from how I used to think in the past and how it was easy to just get on Twitter and make a comment and Mm -hmm. shit on your, not necessarily shit on your favorite player, but, you know, say, well, you know, it's easy to, to be an armchair general manager. Absolutely. But once you meet them. And you realize and you start meeting the families and you start meeting, which I had the, the privilege of doing and became friends with several of them. And you start to realize that they're just people, like we're just people trying to get through this thing called life. Let's yeah. go crazy. It's a Prince <laughs> yeah. song. And, and, that's what, and that's what people don't understand. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're Angela first and he's Carrie first. And everything else that comes with it is really secondary for you guys. Your family is first. That's the most important thing. And people need, I think, hopefully, the more people see this kind of stuff, they start to realize you're only human, but it's hard to take those lenses and remove them, right? Because people see you through those lenses. Yeah, I feel like
1: a lot of time, it's not okay for me to have a bad day, to be struggling, to have any problems. Like if if you have a problem you're just a complainer, look how lucky you are. Yeah.
0: Because it always comes back down to that, right? It's always the- Everyone
1: brings it back to money. And I understand. I mean, I remember at 16, I thought, if I had my Jeep Wrangler and a boyfriend, <laughs> like, life's perfect, right? Yeah. And then you get those things, and you're like, okay. Like, I yeah. have no idea what I was thinking.
0: Exactly. And then you you're at a point where you're comfortable in life, and then you realize, huh. You still have bad days. Oh my you still gosh, have yeah. tough times, and your money doesn't change. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Is really money. The the people I know who are the richest people are just as miserable as I exactly. am some days, right? It doesn't really matter. It's where funny.
1: I had they. I forget who put out a study, and they like were talking about like can money buy happiness? And it was like like around the five hundred thousand dollar mark was like perfect. Any more than that, you're just like taking away your happiness. Under that, you're taking your happiness yeah. too. Um, it's it's interesting. I mean, people will fight that. Till the day they die, I think, unless you experience it, I guess you can't, you no, never can't. you know. have to experience yeah. it for
0: sure. But it's nice to see down to earth people that are in the public eye that, as, as I said, as you get older, you start to figure out these people are, they're just like me. They're yeah. just like you and I. And that's what people need to understand at the end of the day. So you've spent a decade, over a decade, how many years here?
1: I've been here 13 years,
0: Okay. I think. Didn't I hear you the other day on your Instagram because it caught me off guard speaking French, like you speak, or were you?
1: That was our nanny.
0: That was your nanny? Yeah. It sounded I like tagged you. I
1: I know even my nanny was like, oh, was your like, French is so good, I'm yeah. like, that's you.
0: Because <laughs> I heard you and I was like, it was pure Quebecois too, right? Yeah. And I was like, "What? she learned how to speak French. Did you learn a little? I but did. But it's, it's um, tough, it's not an it's easy. It's so
1: embarrassing to speak it, even yeah. Carrie makes fun of me. Okay. That I, and, at the beginning, you're learning, you go to Tim Hortons, they switch <laughs> to English like that. No one wants to hear my bad French. Right. Um,
0: okay, so it, was no, it I wasn't you?
1: No. Because I was like, why she got really... I good. wish. It's
0: tough, especially when you're a...
1: It was tough, and I, I really put in a solid effort when we first came. I took uh, courses at Concordia, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I was filling my days with. and then, But no one will speak it with me. No one in my circle was French. I, it just became not fun, and then you kind of get like a bitter taste about it, and I just like... And even fans to this day like, will write me and be like, you know, I just love you and Carrie, but it just irks me that you never learned French. I'm like, that kind of sucks that you're carrying that around with you. Yeah, let the grudge go. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, and sometimes it happens. My wife's from Alberta, mm-hmm. and um, I was born and raised here. So we met you know, in, in Toronto and then out west, and she's tried to learn how to speak it too, and sometimes she feels inferior as well. And I say, it's tough to learn, learn a lot. Once you're in your 20s, it's it's over it's it's really tough in this language and i imagine i was born and raised here even though i was out of the province for 18 years i still struggle yeah with the grammar with sometimes i do live events and i'm doing it in french and i'm my grammar's wrong (laughs) and someone will come up to me and say uh you should have said uh vu instead of tu right but so it it catches you off guard but you try at least we
1: tried and we're teaching our kids yeah your uh, kids must yeah they're learning yeah so uh, that's good yeah
0: So here in, in, in Quebec, you get, uh, it's a very, okay. So having lived in BC, you're going to Kelowna. I understand the British Columbian mindset, Alberta, very different mindset. Ontario lived in Toronto, different mindset, (laughs) Quebec, different mindset. When you look at your time here in Quebec, you've pros and cons Mm -hmm. straight up. Great things about Quebec that you're going to miss. And then things that like, ah, you put it on a shelf somewhere and it's like, <laughs> I'll never revisit that again. What comes to mind first oh. in terms of things you let's start with the positive yeah. things that you're really going to miss. I would imagine like restaurants and oh joie de
1: going back to Kelowna and going out to dinner is painful. It is miserable.
0: Milestones, Cactus I, Club, yeah, like, all the generic. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> I mean, I love Kelowna, obviously, yeah, yeah, but they don't even, yeah. nowhere compares to Montreal. No. And the food here is the absolute best.
0: You had a look of disgust when you said that in a way, like, you, like you're not ready for that part. I'm
1: not. I'm not. No, but are you, you
0: you're a good, decent cook? Good cook? Or? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, definitely so cook. I yeah. mean,
1: we go out to dinner once a week, so it's okay. not kind of like a huge adjustment, yeah. but it's, it's painful in yeah. Kelowna. Um, <laughs> And just the feeling of home that Montreal has had. Um, if you would have asked me 15 years ago if you enjoyed living in the suburbs, I would have like, hell no, like that's the worst place that I would ever like. No, <laughs> now to leave our neighborhood, like we live in the beautiful cul de sac. We're such good friends with our neighbors. We meet for dinner, glasses of wine. We go to their cottage. Our kids all play together. It is out of a movie. And to like leave that is like so heartbreaking. Um, I mean, if you're going to play hockey, is there a better city than Montreal? No. no, no. What else? This was we... a
0: dream. It really was. It was for not only your husband, for your, but for your family. Oh my gosh! Having this yeah, opportunity. our
1: kids. We rose our, We raised our kids here. The organization was amazing. It felt like family most of the time. Yep. Um, we just went all to the practice rink with Carrie with the kids like the other, on Sunday morning, and it's just like those little things you're really going to miss. And that's in the thing Carrie said he's like we will really miss just going to the rink every day. Just been your routine for 20 years. Yeah. Um, what else?
0: You consider yourself, obviously, you'll always consider yourself a Montrealer.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, you spend
0: most of your I spent life all here. all of my adult life yeah. here,
1: and like I said, had our, our kids, raised our family here, and... It's home, I have, and I think we were here when the, the social media first came about, mm-hmm. and I think for me, that really built community in Montreal for me. That was a beautiful thing that came out of social media for me, is feeling part of this community of Montreal, which I don't have that. I don't have that following in Kelowna or even in my hometown, and that, I don't know, I think... You always hear that too. Going back to happiness, like community is um, the number one thing towards your happiness, mm-hmm. and so to leave this community is it makes me really nervous, and I'm really sad to leave it.
0: Does it also make you a little nervous because of your business and and your career and the stuff that you might be promoting and talking about on your IG, your social media platforms, yeah. and then now going to Kelowna? I mean, you're you're in Kelowna, and you'll it'll open up to a whole yeah. bunch of more people, but. Your, how my do you core, say your demo is yeah. here?
1: It is here. Yeah. like It is. They, it's crazy. They, everyone's here. It makes me worried. Even um, with line change, too, being a hockey wife is like part of my identity within that business. Uh, Carrie has three years left on his contract after that. like It's in the back of your mind. Like, I, will, will I still resonate with people? Will still, people still care? Um, you hope that you're building brands enough that it will withstand that. And I, I think it will. But... It's definitely a little insecurity in the back, like, oh, people have loved me because I'm Carey Price's wife. When Carey's not, some people, yeah, and when he's not the starting goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens anymore, is there going to be a shift?
0: It's possible. Yeah. But you'll I mean, have a so lot sure, more. For
1: some people, absolutely.
0: But you'll have a lot more people in your demographic, like my wife, for example, who couldn't give, uh, yeah. this is not an insult towards hockey, she doesn't care. She yeah. pretends, she's the fake fan. <laughs> you know, the Habs are in the Stanley Cup, all of a sudden she's wearing a Habs jersey. <laughs> and, then, and then Calgary's doing well, and she has a Calgary jersey, because she's from Calgary. And I'm like, what are you doing? You don't even make sense anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, look, there's, I hear it all the time, at least once every couple of weeks, is uh, I, got, I got a new suitcase, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. She goes, uh, it was a little expensive. I was like, oh, where, where did you see it? Where did you get it? It was, uh, well, Angela Price was talking about it. She doesn't even call you Angela what Price. T- You're Angela. Angela's son. <laughs> oh, yeah, how much... For one suitcase was that much? Like it was. Which a, it was a good one. It Harry, was a great Harry one. Carrie
1: has taken it now. I have He's to taken like,
0: it because I saw you filling it up. And, yeah. And, so I'm gonna take it too when I have yeah, so on match. Yeah. So I'm mask. back
1: with the kids a suitcase. Yeah. So I gotta buy myself a
0: new one. <laughs> but look, stuff like that, for example. Yeah. And hopefully that company, which I don't know from a hole in the wall, by the way, because I only fo- I follow, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember certain things. I'm a guys guy. Yeah. That's it's the way not I,
1: for you're not. It's my not for me. Audience. I grab it. It's you know I'm
0: not your target audience. Okay. So but I see it there, and then my wife's like, you'll see, see, look, uh, she's packing, Carrie. Uh, I was like, okay, so I guess it's gonna be good for when I pack my
1: yes, guys
0: trip, right? But see, I think you have a lot more of those people, those mm-hmm. of those types of followers. That yeah, some will care, but most of them don't care. I try
1: to be conscious of that. And I think not you have, built that. Yeah, I don't fill my feed full of hockey. Like it's not you don't no so. no. I mean, yeah, I'll give you peaks of our lives and Carrie's involved with that sometimes, but I try not to make that the focus to avoid that.
0: Yeah. Okay, I have to mention this because it's it's something that I find after this happened that I had more of a connection with you. Okay. And it's not important. The background of this is not important as much as what happened and what was said. And like, she's getting nervous now. What the hell is he talking about? (laughs) But... It was the the moment I realized that I needed to say something as somebody who was formerly in the media, mainstream media for 30 years, and I had to stand up for you and Julia, and I think you know what I'm going to say. There was a time that you came out and you said certain things about what we had gone through in the last three years, okay? Doesn't matter, I don't have to get into the specifics of it. Mm-hmm. And then there was a specific writer for the Montreal Gazette <laughs> that I personally don't like because I think he's a you very don't? cruel. No, I can't <laughs> stand him. And the, the, the word that was used, okay, because I want to hear what, how it made you feel, obviously, when you, when you heard it, because it bothered me. Yeah. And I know I have a very strong, too strong three strong women, my sister, my mom, my, my uh, wife, in my life. When a writer on a mainstream paper says they need to get muzzled, I think that was the word, right? <laughs> the term muzzled. You and Julie for saying what you were saying, what you were standing up for. I would look at that as one of the, not the lowest points, but a moment in your time here where you thought to yourself, what's going on? Like what, yeah. did you feel after, did, did you question what you said after he said that?
1: I will, in a tiny bit of his defense, just say he said, I'm not saying Angela and Julie should be muzzled, but with that, you're fucking saying we should be muzzled. Yeah. Um, but
0: it, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Something like that, along those lines.
1: I mean, I remember, I mean, and again, I guess that's printing it or posting it, so. Yeah. I mean, it's not just him as well, but. Um, I remember seeing that and just, it felt like tunnel vision, seeing the word muzzled and just felt like you can't say that about a woman these days. Like we, I just felt like we went back 50 years. It was one of probably the most hurtful things I have read about myself in, uh, in Montreal. And... Reflecting on it now, I have a very different mindset, but at the time, I was just in shock, I think, and that not only it was said, but uh, a paper thought that was good to post or print, and then people were just okay with that, like reading it, like you spoke up, which was very nice, but you, I would have thought more people would have been outraged by it, um, but at the same time, does what it does when it just fueled my fire, and it really, I think that was a time that I really dug deep in why people say the things they do, is he just a shitty person, and I got a lot of growth out of that, actually, mm-hmm. that specific, just that specific line in that article. Um, and today, I can say, and especially that specific person has is a repeat offender and um, things like this. but Yeah. And not just him. There's other people. There's other
0: people, yeah.
1: You get... I, th- I chalk, it down, t- chalk it up to three things. One, are they a narcissist where they can't comprehend that someone else has an intelligent opinion that doesn't go along with their opinion? Two, uh, the age-old saying of, hurt people, hurt people. Like, is there something deeper, which is s- sad? Or three are they just so desperate for attention Um, through Carrie's career and even towards me because of my connection with Carrie, people will take something we say and twist it to make it the most controversial that they can make it. And then they hitch their wagon to it to get attention. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the end of the day, I hate to say this, but I do feel bad for them. And I don't say that to make me feel like I'm the bigger person but that's living in that negative headspace is probably really sad. Um, and to be honest, it's probably a, a combo of all three of those things that make these people say the things mm-hmm. they do. And um, obviously, I think attention is one of the main things. I had a, um, a mom blogger or something. I got on social media. She had tagged me in something speaking French so I wasn't following but could understand she was talking shit so I just (laughs) I just block which I do I don't like to hold on to negativity as much as I do kind of feed off of it I do I do block uh, uh really easy to block and then uh people in my world kept saying oh this person's saying this about you about how you're a bad mom and all this I'm like wow she really thinks this like she's probably trying to like directly reach out to me to have a conversation she's concerned so I went and unfollow expecting a message being like Like, we should talk about this. Like, I'm really passionate about this. But no, message. They're not trying to reach out to me. They're just putting on Instagram to get attention. And so it takes those moments for me to realize, like, I mean, that's really sad. Like, you want to, throw character and decency out the window, like, Mm -hmm. no one with integrity is going to try to uh, wage a war against you on social media when they don't even know you. Like, no one no kind person's gonna do no. that. So it's it's sad. It, it is, and I feel like maybe 10 years ago, I'd say that to be like, oh, the better person, but I really, and I refrain from saying negative things about them, because I do feel like they're probably in a bad place mm. to live their lives like that.
0: It, it must be frustrating sometimes when, you know, th- that kind of stuff is said, and you hear things, because you're high profile, you're in the public eye, and you just want to kind of reach out there and just say, no, hang on, everybody. Yeah. First of all, mind your own business. It's not (laughs) your business. But it it, it must, at a very much lower degree, I went through something similar when I lost my gig in radio. Mm -hmm. And it was very, it was in the paper, same type Mm -hmm. of thing. People made up a whole bunch of bullshit Mm -hmm. and things about me and my co-host and whatever that, and Mm -hmm. I was like, what are they talking about? This is insanity. So, you realize that you can't control what other people think of you.
1: No, it goes the, back to the, they're viewing you through their own... Lens. Their, uh, yeah, their own issues. Yeah.
0: So, the best way you could handle it is just to turn everything off and mm. basically live your life and...
1: That's mm. what I try. I try not to respond to it. That's just going to give them more attention. Um, it gets hard sometimes, but...
0: Yeah. I mean, there's... There's no doubt about it that it's probably one of the most difficult things of being somebody in the public eye. Especially, mm-hmm. as I said, I called you not because it, you really are the first hockey family of Montreal. <laughs> you are. I mean, this is mm-hmm. you, the last 13, 14 years. So you were wearing goggles the other day. Remember those goggles that you had? <laughs> yes. on? She had these goggles with these weird... She wears <laughs> these shoes with their... Shoes, uh, yeah. What are those called? Toe shoes. Yeah. They right?
1: Go around each individual toe.
0: Yeah, exactly. They go around. And she was saying, I don't know how my husband uh, still loves me after I wear these things. And I (laughs) wrote back to to Angela and said, he wears Crocs.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Carrie wears Crocs. no room to talk.
0: But those goggles, let's take those goggles, is a lot of people see you, I think you mentioned it before, through a lens Mm -hmm. that is not real. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, when they see you sitting down know, on a podcast like this where you're able to be, I'm not saying it because it's my podcast, I feel, speaking to you here today, that's who you are. You're Mm -hmm. raw, you're real, you're authentic, there's no bullshit that comes with it. People hopefully will see that, that you're just regular people for the fifth time. (laughs) And that must be something that, in a way, you'll probably like to leave in the past. Now that you're moving into, uh, you know, know—you're going across the country, that's not something you're not going to miss.
1: No, especially Carrie. He he put himself in that kind of a situation recently too. Yeah,
0: big situation.
1: Yeah, and I think though he like stood for what he said and was very passionate Amazing. about it, and I very much agree that he was in the right. Um, Me too. <laughs> he, I, it's hard. It's hard, yeah. and I think he's and he said that during that he's like, wow, like I feel like I didn't maybe support you enough during all your like ups and downs here. I'm like, no, like I didn't need it. I'm fine. He is very different, that really upset him. And um, that is definitely, when going back to the pros and cons of living here, that is definitely one of the cons that we will leave here.
0: I'm just curious, since you brought it up, and that was a big statement he made, and everything. By the way, I loved it, and the fact he, he tagged the Prime Minister of Canada I was like,
1: yes. I mean, how amazing! <laughs> he, that was amazing. To know that you can put that out and know that the Prime Minister saw that, you know, he did. Well, he's
0: he's a Montreal Canadiens yeah. fan. I mean,
1: he's been a supporter of carrying the past, which yeah. is great. But yeah. this was above and beyond. Above like, and
0: beyond. Yeah. I'm curious. Did he ever reach? Did he ever reach out to you guys? Did he ever?
1: The prime was, minister. Yeah,
0: was ever, anything ever said because nothing was talked about in the media after.
1: No, no, um, he never, never did. No, but I, a lot of other politicians had brought him up, and I mean, I understand when people who are opposed get so pissed because if someone of that influence was speaking up against something I disagreed with, I'd be pissed too. Mm-hmm. But, um,
0: but that's the beauty of it, and this is what you you mentioned earlier. We're we're allowed to have our own yeah. thoughts and opinions. No. Like yeah, I we did prior to 2020. Now you now you
1: can't. Now you have to follow the narrative.
0: Does that scare you, especially it, with three kids and and being the top? By the way, congratulations, number one mom blogger <laughs> in Montreal. I saw that and and having that influence that you have. But you're 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 a mom blogger, seeing where the world is going. It aren't you? Are you? A, it's Does it scare you? Are you happy in the way you're moving to terrifying. Kelowna? Because hopefully, I'm pulling up a quote. Yeah, oh, you're pulling up a quote. I was like, who is she ready to? No, I'm
1: pulling up a <laughs> quote. Oh, I don't know if I have it anymore. Um, it is terrifying. Like, It was a quote, something like, if you don't stand up for your children now, you're going to leave a world where your children can't stand up. And I definitely think that's the direction we're going. Like, If you have an opinion that is against... What the mainstream is telling you to think or say or do, you're done. Then, not even if you're in the middle. It's no. like if you're not for us, you're against us. Yep. It is a one-track mindset, and that is terrifying. The, when we can't question things, when we can't have conversations, that is not going to lead to us getting any better. Um, it's very scary.
0: But we never. I, I felt like in the past, you know, go back ten, even five, ten, fifteen years ago that there were people on both sides of the fence with their opinions and yeah. I just felt like you could have that conversation mm-hmm. but then at some point it, beca- it became so polarizing that you're right you it, exactly yeah. what you just said you're either with us or against us yeah. and then it's the threat of cancellation oh, right and you that. know yeah exactly we've all gone through that you've gone through that and then, even your husband—you mentioned the, you know, mm-hmm. when he stood up for himself and what he truly believes in—and he made that post to me, and any person seeing that with any decency and common sense, That's the thing.
1: common sense yeah. goes out well, the window. The common sense,
0: thinks? like what did he say? Without getting into it, yeah. because it's not—it's irrelevant, no. but. What, else, what did he say? So like, it makes total sense what he said.
1: And that's what made me, again, one more thing that makes me feel comfortable about speaking up is I don't, me or my husband, we don't just speak up on things we're not educated on. I'm not talking about anything controversial unless I'm as educated Passionate as I can be. you know what you're yeah. talking about, yeah. And people who respond to criticize, they don't know what they're talking about. They're no. so uneducated. Even the person we were speaking of earlier came against Carrie he was wrong like he didn't even know what the min- what was in the amendment mm-hmm. like people are just what it's scary what what they're really told is. they go with that yeah. and that's the party line that they stick with even though they have no idea what backs at the the research behind it the studies behind it the actual documentation yep. that states what's in it like they don't even read it
0: no they it's, don't know the history behind it. They don't no. know why we're, we're here today because of things that happened oh my in the gosh, past. gosh! with Carrie no. going yeah. against
1: treaty rights. Like, yeah. please. Yeah. Like,
0: it's a really scary time. But It is. Anyway, besides <laughs> yeah, all know. that, it's a scary time. Yeah. Hey, maybe you'll come on the podcast again the next time you come to. to uh, <laughs> what does that mean? You changed your mind? No, I hope you, you come on again and yeah. we'll talk about other things as well. But okay, so a few more things before we say goodbye. Okay. Goodbye, Angela. What's the most magical moment from all your years here in Montreal? I think it's
1: probably everyone else's magical moment is when we went to the finals. That was amazing. Uh, That game where we beat Vegas in the overtime goal. It's just seared as my time in Montreal.
0: That was amazing. Yeah. And what are you going to miss the most? The number one thing you'll miss the most. The first thing that comes to mind.
1: Community, which in I'm saying our neighborhood. Like I said, like it's like we live in a movie in our neighborhood and just that I think that's when I my happiness went up a notch is when I really felt like the community in our within our neighborhood and um it makes a it makes a big difference. And when you have kids and see that they have that community too.
0: I'm so happy you came by, uh the drive by. You waited for me to have it here at this new studio <laughs> and not just awesome. I'm coming to your house, Frank. <laughs> But that would have been closer because I live. Uh, I, I live ten minutes away from you. Luckily, by the way, I'm down
1: here for school pickup. Yes. anyways. So. Oh yeah.
0: Don't forget to pick up your uh, yeah. your child yeah. <laughs> today. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I wish you the best in thank your you. next chapter of life in Kelowna, and um, keep in touch on Instagram. Okay. And I wish you and Carrie the best and the kids. And thank you so much for being on my podcast.
1: Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun.
0: Thanks, Angela. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it five stars on Spotify or comment or review on apple you could also check out the video of this episode 118 on youtube thanks so much for listening and for watching episode 118 of the drive-by podcast it is sponsored by playground open 24 7 drinks are always free while you play over 600 machines daily promotions including our walk of fame which happens every single sunday with fifteen thousand dollars in cash prizes and a five thousand dollar grand prize every week. Now we're going to double that coming up on our two finale nights on Sunday, June 25th and Sunday, July 2nd we'll bring it up to 30000 with a $10,000 grand prize. Located just over the Mercier Bridge and only minutes from downtown Montreal, check out North America's number one poker room playground. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Drive By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace.